Um, but uh, besides work, um, I have uh, had some really good philosophical conversations with people. That's really good to hear this, mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. So that's been good. I've had some good worship experiences that maybe yeah. I'll talk about sometime. Um, mm-hmm. It's just been awesome watching God move through music and stuff. Yep. Most of my time has been trying to support Bethany as she's started back up with seminary. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Awesome. So we're all here. We're all doing good. Yeah, buddy. We're on this mission to um, finish out these songs. Absolutely. So should be good. Ready to get started? I'm ready to be as hateful as ever. And we'll start with you, Zach. <laughs> Are you ready to um, just rip apart these yeah. songs that everybody loves? Yeah. Just dash upon everybody's dreams. Yeah. Dash their heads upon the rocks. Yeah. Are no mercy. Just... Cobra Kai. Are you ready to make <laughs> children Kai. cry? No mercy. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Strike first. Strike fast. Woo. Sweet the leg. Are you ready? Yep. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the House Plants Podcast. We're here to hate on your favorite songs. Be awesome! I had like a guy just shredding. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> no, we're here to talk about music, media, and, and the, the mission, mission of, of Jesus. Jesus. Good times. Um, especially the first one, and especially the other two. <laughs> <laughs> All three equal, and yet not equal. We do have the we do have a very funny Trinitarian style of uh, podcasting. It has to be three. Three guys, three, three subjects, plus a little extra. So yeah, if you guys are just tuning in as this is your first episode, you should go back and listen to the previous two before this. Because I agree. we've been going through the CCLI top 20 list. Um, again, that is just kind of like the billboard chart, but for worship that is played in church. So it counts songs that are played by your worship team rather than like radio plays. And they have a top 20 chart uh, that they change it up a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been going through and we've been giving them a tiered grade. S-S-S-S-S-S-S tier. I would say that regardless of my cynicism and my jaded nature that you might sense from me at times, I think all of the songs we've listed are glorifying in some regard or... They attempt to. They bring people closer to uh-huh. God, and because of that, they can never be like super That's bad true. to me. And it was funny how, just as you mentioned, being jaded and cynical, uh, we hear children outside screaming. So, <laughs> you know, that really sets the tone. Yeah, <laughs> cynical. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, before we get into the songs, Zach, do you want to do a little worship? I do want to do a little worship. Worship's been great for me lately. I've just been. Yeah. I've been I've had the opportunity to play with a bunch of different musicians here lately, and um, it's just been awesome just seeing God work through people. So this is a song called Grace Greater Than Our Sin. I've usually done this kind of more slow, um, but today we're going to pick up the pace a little bit. And yeah, I'm excited about this one. This is different. This is a song that I have not heard in many, many years. Um, Yeah, there there was a time when uh, when when I was. Attended a, a very Southern Baptist uh, church, and yeah. this was a regular that came in our hymnal. Good old Baptist hymnal favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah th- th- this is a good one. Yep. Awesome. Cool. cool. All right. So, yeah, let's just celebrate that God's grace is so marvelous and, and just impresses upon us, and um, that grace is something that we can rely on. It's not just an idea, you know, like John 1 
talks about how the Lord Jesus Christ came. He was full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And I submit to you guys, how could Jesus be full of something that's just like this eh, nebulous, like idea or concept or something. Right. Grace is a thing. And hmm. so we just <laughs> celebrate that God has just endless amounts of grace for us. All right.
Father, we thank you so much for your marvelous, your infinite grace that never runs out. We thank you that it is available to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that through your Holy Spirit, uh, you bring us into the place where we feel that grace, uh, where we know that we have a need for that grace more and more every day. Just renew that feeling of desperation in us, God, as we just cling to you. Um, pray, Lord, that uh, your Holy Spirit would just fall afresh on us tonight as we talk about you, as we finish out this list. I pray that it would just all go to your glory, that it would be helpful for people um, picking out songs, just trying to glorify you um, in worship. I pray that we just come to a better understanding of who you are and what your desire is for us and turn our desires just to match with yours. It's in the holy name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Amen. Woo. Amen. Well done, fellas. Fun. I love jamming on some bluegrass. That rhythm is always lots of fun. Yeah. Especially, when we can get it. <laughs> especially when we can get it right away like we just did so we seamlessly. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you hear us use sarcasm about something we got right the first time, we usually edit it <laughs> just to let everybody know. So, okay. Um, yeah. So final, final, uh, top final bottom six. Now what's funny is CCLI rates one to 20. We have been kind of like cattywampus with where they end up. So the all 20th, the, place, yeah. the 20th song, maybe the first one, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be an S tier. Who knows? If it's by Bethel, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> all right. Oh man. So, so should we just jump right in? Yeah, why not? Um, um, well, well, I, I might say just a final thing. Uh, okay. B- uh, like a thing uh, to get us. Oh wait, uh, we should recap too, right? You, Don't you, you think you want, you want to do a recap of? Bob, why don't you handle oh, that? Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Okay. Why don't you handle that? So the first week, um, uh, where our things, where our songs ended up, um, was we had "This Is Amazing Grace" as an S tier, "Build My Life," what a beautiful name, and "Living Hope" in the A tier. After the first week, we had a uh, uh, first episode. We had nothing in B tier, and then we had "Who You Say I Am," "Waymaker," and "Great Are You Lord" as C tiers, and then D tiers was "Raise a Hallelujah," nothing in F. All right. Um, at the end of the second week, we also added to that S tier list ten thousand reasons" and "Lord, I Need You." In the eighth, that's a good S tier. Mm-hmm. I mean, those three songs. This is wow. Amazing Grace, Ten Thousand Reasons, and Lord, I Need You. Those yeah. are like our classics. <laughs> I mean, they're really there, good. there may be some bias, people. Come on, let's, <laughs> maybe just a little. We bit. did talk it out, but yeah, yeah, and, and I even I even flat out said that Lord, I Need You. I, I rated it uh, a ten primarily due to bias. You yeah. know, it's because it's a good time song for you, and it's a bad time song for Colin. <laughs> it's it's both. It's yeah, it's, it's it both. Is. I mean, um, it's, it's it's a no matter where you are in life, it's a submission song of saying. No matter what's going on, Lord, I need you every That's hour. Right. And so, um, so where where did we end up at the well, end of of the well, second one? Okay, and so so with the A tier, uh, we added um, we didn't add anything to the A tier that uh, a second week. Interesting. Uh, but in the B tier, we did add Reckless Love and the Lion and the Lamb. Awesome. And then in C tier, we added as well King of My Heart, and we didn't add anything to D or F. Yeah. So raise a hallelujah is uh, real lonely the down D there. Tier. We'll see. I was I was thinking about that after the episode too. And yeah. I don't know what you guys think about amending anything, but I just don't know. I like King, where they are. You like where they are because my one thing is I don't know if King of My Heart is actually better than Raise a Hallelujah. I made that argument last time, but you guys, is. you guys know well. Here's what I will we, say: we, 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 we have to talk stay about true we do. to what we did That's when true. we did That's it. True. 
We can't, we can't. I would say Raise a Hallelujah and King of My Heart are like roughly the same for me, but one made it into uh, D tier. Well, well, or no, one made it into C tier. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so even, even then, but the that's D, okay. The, even yeah. then, our D tier was a high D. But it let's was. be fair. It, it, was it, high it, it barely scraped the surface. We almost, uh, we almost uh, changed at the very end just to make it happen. But I will say this. Let's let's plan on doing a revisiting at some point where we, we revisit certain we ones and see if they're they've grown yeah. on us at all. Sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, beyond that, uh, all I will just say is that um, we uh, this is our experience. One other thing that I haven't really mentioned in the other two episodes that I wanted to make sure I mentioned before we start mm-hmm. is this is our experience. We are all over the age of 30. We've been in wor- uh, ministry a long time. Sure. We grew up with certain songs, other songs we are now hearing for the first time. It's kind of like movies or anything else. So uh, there might be people that are young, mm-hmm. new, impressionable yeah. worship leaders. Hillsong Young and Free fans. Or people who love <laughs> Bethel or Elevation <laughs> Worship. Any of these kind of newer, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so they, that might be their sure. Matt Redman and Chris Tomlin and all yes, them. And, so. and I, we, it can even, even be said that most of us, I think, have spent over half our lives now in worship in some capacity. Right. And worship leadership in some capacity. So so I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself and just say that, yes, we have a lot of experience in ministry, but sometimes having a fresh perspective can be more... Uh, can be less biased that's true. than a long experience Absolutely. perspective. Absolutely. So um, we bring our biases into it, but that's why we're also asking our audience to weigh in. And yeah. Let us we want to hear what you guys think. As we're well. also using three categories to kind of look at for each of these songs. Don't know if we mentioned that yet, but um, we're looking at the theological aspects of it. The lyrical. How true is it to scripture, which is. Um, oh, scriptural. Yeah. So oh. Theological kind of includes scriptural. Yeah. And like its message. That's right. Whereas lyrical is more just how are the lyrics composed, and then the musical aspect, which is obviously how the music is composed, and how well that music fits the lyrics. Um. So yeah, first one. First one is "O oh, Come to the Altar." Father's arms. I'm a huge fan of this. You like this one? I actually, it, I've, I, I, when I first heard the very first Elevation Worship song I ever heard and I saw a live performance, I thought to myself, my knee jerk reaction was, these are the new hipsters of worship. (laughs) Like the guys with v necks and the flop hair and all of that. When I first saw Elevation Worship. Yeah. But there are two songs by Elevation Worship that I've come to really like. One is, um, I Will Look Up. Yeah, I will look up. Uh, I actually ended up doing that for musical therapy with with Aaron and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Carolyn, and I thought it was kind of awesome. Like the more I played it, but this one, I might I actually like the best out of any Elevation yeah. Worship song I've now, heard. I will admit this one is somewhat new to me. I was okay. um, I, I'm I'm very unfamiliar with this particular song, so it got the Jessica seal of approval. Oh, she likes really. It. She's cool. she's kind of cynical like yeah. me, but she uh. I played it as I was re-listening to the stuff this past week, and she was like, hmm, I like that one. And I was like, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say that, you know, uh, as, as, as I've repeated myself over and over again, repetition in a single song has, is, is a minor pet peeve of mine. And I'm not seeing much of that at all. Besides the, um, besides the chorus, but the chorus actually doubles down and goes, does more yeah. each time. Mm-hmm. So it actually gives, it, it gives a kind of a, mm-hmm. 
a sense that it's not just repeating. Yeah, well, I mean, a chorus repeating, I mean, that's what a chorus is there to do. I'm not opposed to that. It's just saying the same lines over and over again in the exact same chorus. And I'm not seeing much of that at all in this entire song. The altar. Yeah. So this is an interesting one for me because it, um, I don't know how to judge it in terms of worship music because this is one of the few that addresses the congregation instead of addresses God directly. Yeah. Cause it says, are you hurting? Um, are you hurting and broken within overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. It's kind of like, oh, there's other songs like this. I just can't think of them right now. Like, like, uh, like, uh, David Crowder's, um, yes. Uh, uh what's that one called? Um, um I'm blanking to you. All, uh, Uh, as come as you are come as you are come as you are yes Mm -hmm. so that's another one that's that's one i like talking to the people and it's saying why don't you come to jesus i wonder if that i wonder if that's explicitly true yeah i think that you could maybe not necessarily with this one but with other these are these are known these this is a traditional thing these are known as invitationals yeah they're Mm -hmm. invitational yeah they they almost kind of remind you of like um it's kind of the same feeling behind like a gospel song. Like it's kind of preaching something mm-hmm. as it's, as it's singing. Like this is my daily bread. Yeah. And I'm, and, I'm lost yeah. without you. Yeah. So, so like, right. So your, your argument, which I agree with yeah. is that if we are worshiping, we are singing yeah. to God. Normally. Normally. But there is a place for other things like that. There are also songs where, like, it's the voice of God, like, talking to us. I think mm-hmm. that you can you make know? the case yeah. for this one, except for the phrase, Jesus, Jesus is calling. calling. It would almost be like he was talking to himself in the third person. I am calling. <laughs> right. So, but what I will say is, um, invitationals uh, do something very interesting, mm-hmm. which yeah. is they invite a person to come literally come to the altar and pray. So let's say you're in your worship service and you say, this is going to be a time where we invite people to come and bring their prayers, bring their Mm -hmm. fears, bring their issues to God and actually have them come up where you would almost listen instead of worship. But there would be a different part of the congregation that would be agreeing with the idea of the song in terms of like syncing up with scripture. Yeah. So is it, is it the classic worship? Hmm. But I think it's a really good invitational song. I would, it is. I would I say. Think, I think this is one of the few on the list that has like a certain specific purpose in worship. Right. That's where true. Where a lot of them could kind of be used at any point in a service. This right. one really. Mm. When when have you ever seen a band open with "Oh Come to the Altar"? <laughs> it's and it's funny because it's yeah. not necessarily downtrodden or solemn uh, in no, tempo. It's it's, it's kind of up tempo a little bit, yeah. medium tempo, but. Yeah, I would definitely not start with it, except if the entirety of a message necessarily revolved around a worship set of like yeah. preparing your heart. If it was like a special something. situation mm, where mm, it was like mm. kind of the entire service was meant to be about invitations. Yep. Yeah. And, and I've even seen uh, in very rare situations where the worship service has been intentionally done in reverse. Well, you kind of start with sure. more of the invitational type of thing, have your message, yeah. and then end with a very long worship set, which is very uh, untraditional for most church services. But Zach, your point is, yeah. I'm not, I'm not dismissing your yeah. point at all. I think that you're right. I don't think it's a strike against the song at all. I think no, it's no, just it's like not. my brain, when trying to critique it, is doing something different than with a lot of these other songs. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm. 
So just like that one, um, Come As You Are, which I yeah. very much like. Mm-hmm. I played that one a lot at That's FUNC. right. That was like one of your favorites for a while. It was. Yeah. It was. I did mm-hmm. a, like, I've done like soft acoustic versions. I've done just me on the piano instrumental versions of it. Um, I think that it's simplistic, but it's good. This one, however, I would almost argue might be better mm-hmm. as an invitational song because of what specifically scripturally it does yeah and how how much how it goes a little deeper it with does the go idea. a little deeper than come as you are come as you are is very yeah. surface level but i think come as you are also might be very much a outreach specific to yeah. to be the surface level approach to a new christian yeah. so I, they're different but i think this one very very much is um because that one says come as come as you are broken in whatever and come to god yeah this one is take all of the things for Christians, even if you have sins weighing yeah. you down, if you if you feel you know whatever Jesus is calling, um, so you know, yeah, I feel like it can it yeah. can go towards Christians. I also think one of the one of the huge positives of this song is the bridge. You love we, bridges that which do we might well. we might say that the bridge is a bit repetitive, but I think that's where um, that's where it becomes more specifically a worship song for me because it starts saying sure things about God. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen and bow down before him for he's Lord of all. Like, I think those are good. And, pronouncements yeah. and the chorus yeah. blends into it. Uh, yeah. So Bob said the first, you know, the choruses don't necessarily repeat in the second chorus after it says, Oh, come to the altar. The father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Christ. Then it says forgiveness was bought with the precious blood dot, dot, dot right into what a savior and then goes on a thing about Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it it starts to focus in the bridge specifically about Christ and yeah. then turns into that worship you were discussing. There's that like, so hallelujah, what a savior hymn. That's yeah. right. Kind of reminds me of that. That's now, right. one of the few marks that I might place against this um, would be the fact that you have the mention of the father, you have mentioned the son, but not so much in the way of the Holy Spirit in this ah, one. You're thinking Trinitarian. Well, many, many worship songs can't, can't yeah. or don't do that, but yeah. right, right. They need to, they need to. I mean, or at least some do. I think like what I what I look for is not necessarily that all three of the Trinity are addressed in every song, but maybe like if you're gonna address the Father and the Son, um, make enumer- that enumerate like what it is they do. Yeah. So which this one does yeah. the, yeah. the 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 which son we'll talk about that in one of the, songs the, the uh, so the the, the son <laughs> shed his blood the father's arms are open to welcome us yeah. into the family you know and so so in this song you definitely see how each of those roles has their very specific place yeah so um let's talk about uh, let's talk about the way the lyrics are organized okay. Zach do you do you feel like uh, I, I wanted to tell you about a particular thing I think is funny. I there are certain a, rhymes and yeah. certain non-rhymes. Okay, you're talking about the rhyming. Yeah. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? It's not a rhyme, yeah. but it has the same... Uh, what do you call that? It's a near rhyme. Su- sustenance? No. What did you say the word is called? Oh, well, there's... Um, consonance. There's assonance and consonance, or yeah. maybe assonance. Yeah. Um, so assonance would be the vowel sound. And consonants would be um, a consonant sound. Right. Yeah. So to, to me, if I was hearing this in worship, like I've listened to it extensively. If I was hearing this in worship, I would be 
I would be stricken with the idea that I should like lay down yeah. my sins to the Lord. Hence, and so I think it it's does like good. a, it's a good, um, invitational song. Yeah. We've used this at Asbury a lot of the time when communion is happening. Right. That makes sense. Kind of tie in the image of coming to the altar together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. It, may, it yeah. makes sense. It's, it's a definitely a good song for that. It's kind of a, you know, it's like an obvious one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, in the lyrics, normally I get tied up with the idea of reused like cliches. Um, mm-hmm. in this one, they are phrased much differently than, so it feels to me like they have yeah. kind of done a little bit more with rephrasing to make it sound new. Like for example, bring your sorrows and trade them for joy mm-hmm. instead of saying I'm trading my sorrows like, yeah. and I'm laying them down for the joy uh, from I the ashes. A new life is born. Yeah. So instead of, you know, I was born from, the, from ashes, I was born from the ashes. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Christ. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, I mean, I think that it's, it's a refreshing take on a classic idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like the musicality of it. It's very singable. Yeah. Um, the, the melody line is, is very uh, original because he doesn't resolve it the same way that a lot of worship bands do. And I will, I don't want to get copyrighted, but uh, this is the very first melody line is, are you hurting and broken within? Yeah. So he doesn't resolve it like down to the tonic or anything. He like kind of leaves you hanging in yeah. each melody part. Um, and then in the chorus, you know, it's like, oh, come to the altar to a minor. And it's kind of like an interesting. He goes down and then comes back up. So with the melody line to me feels very new compared to a lot of people that just hang on the tonic and then go down and then go back on the tonic. Like uh, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. I'm loved by you back to the tonic. Yeah. So this one actually goes up and stays up and doesn't go down and, and it kind of yeah. uh, does like a wave form. So it's very, very interesting. New. It's very different than a typical uh, modern worship song to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first heard it, I, it didn't quite catch my ear right until I re-listened to it. I was like, Oh, you know what? This does yeah. work. It's fine. It just, I'm not used mm-hmm. to it because this, and that's a good yeah. thing. I'm glad that I'm not used to it. So very where, cool. where do we sit with this one? I gave it a solid nine. You gave it a nine. nine. Wow. wow. That was my initial, yeah. my initial. Yeah. And, and I know it. Cause like I said, I've been, I, I've in the past been cynical about stuff, but after listening to it, I had to be honest. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it accomplishes what it set out to do, which is really good. That's the only thing I have against it is it's not as versatile as it can't songs. do all the it, worship things yeah, that other maybe songs. that's not so much of a bad thing but my um my instinct is to give it a seven i still gotcha. think it's pretty strong though um like overall. a ten thousand reason you could use in any yeah. situation yeah right yeah and I, I was thinking more of an eight myself for that one okay okay so just i really enjoy the the music and everything else so that puts us at a 24 which is a solid a solid a tier tier all right that'll work very good that'll do work for the kingdom I think it will. I think it has. <laughs> well, speaking of good, good father, Colin, that one is, in fact, next I, on our list. I, I, I was segueing. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's hard. Oh, good, good father is very controversial to me. It's tough with this one because I do not feel the same about it as I did when I first heard it. 
that's fair to say. Everyone I've heard yeah. it, went I've heard it a bunch now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone went insane over this song. It was so catchy. Yeah. It was so it is overplayed. Catchy. It played yes. on every and Christian station for months and months and months and months and months. And and it, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it really affected you personally, Zach, but this was big in your family, I know for sure. So your 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 family really latched on to this song quite a bit. My mom did. Well, well, I'm thinking more specifically your bride. Yes, yes, Kara likes this song quite a bit so. too. Wives aren't family. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, I will just say this: I actually have played this a lot. Like yeah. I was in worship when this song first came out, and that became like a big thing where we just played this one a lot. Um, my initial reaction is to say that it's a good one. Yeah. But I have some issues with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's not a. I wouldn't call this top tier, but I would say that it is catchy. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess, and and because of its catchiness, it does have certain merits to it. Yeah. Um, it's funny. This is one of those things that annoys you, but it okay. is it is listed as a Chris Tomlin song most places that you look for it. Yeah. But the songwriters are Anthony Brown and Pat Barrett of house fires that's right um pat barrett <laughs> i've talked about him on a couple episodes back because didn't he, we have pat, another pat barrett song he was a contributing he's a contributing author and writer to um build my life okay yeah which is one of my favorite songs and he's also one of my favorite songwriters okay um but you know i don't know if good good father is like the strongest house fire song sure but it is the one that really caught on and i'm not sure if it would have caught on as much as it did mm-hmm. had not Chris, Chris Tomlin covered it. So it's one of it's like God of the City. Who knew who knew who Blue Tree was? Blue Tree is so amazing. They're and, great. Yeah, but they may not have that yeah. song may not have been popular. No, and I mean, it's it's like you can kind of see it both ways because on the one hand you could be like Chris Tomlin stole this song. Yeah, but on the other hand they do pay royalties and stuff. Absolutely, so Blue Tree. I Absolutely. noticed came out with a very professional very well produced album yeah. after Chris Tomlin covered God of the city. Uh, they did their version of God of the city and came out with their album. Yeah. I'm assuming helped by the fact that yeah. they got royalties. Oh, absolutely. Them. Yeah. You, when you, when you can finance, you know, the yeah. best uh, people in the industry to help you out there, but I'm not sure if blue tree went all that far on their own after that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Sure. So but they do have a really good album from that. So, so there is, yeah. there's some interesting stuff too, like, um, throughout the history of the music industry in America, um, especially American music industry, uh, a lot of great artists, um, who had, uh, like hits, big hits, like for example, the Carpenters. Oh yeah. Uh, why do stars, uh, stars, suddenly, why do birds, why do birds suddenly appear? Every time why do you they? Hear? That song I believe was originally written by and performed by Burt Bacharach on piano and yeah. stuff. And then that music was like just kind of floating around and they said, here, you try yeah. it. I'm pretty sure that's the story of that song. Have you ever heard of um, Lieber and Stoller? Two no. German guys. No, I haven't. You know, they wrote a lot of Elvis's songs. Interesting. Yeah. Really? But so, so getting Lieber, back to Lieber and Stoller. Getting back to Good Good Father, I mean, I, I have railed against that. Like, I, I, I it frustrates yeah. me because of the way the industry works. Because I would love for that original artist to not only get their credit for the song, but mm-hmm. I also, a lot of times, I like the original version best. Yeah. Sure, Blue sure. Tree's Usually. God of the City is, in my opinion, hands down, the better version. They are. It's funny because they are different. 
Sometimes it's they not, are like with Good Good Father. I don't think Chris Tomlin's version is that different. Mm-hmm. But with um, God of the City, it's very different. <laughs> what about um, yeah. the U two one? Uh, don't they do like the where the streets have no name? Doesn't well Chris that Tomlin? that is famously by U two. And then Chris yeah. Tomlin just did it, or I think there is a Chris Tomlin version, but that's not as nearly no, but, as well known but, but as the U two version. Right. <laughs> but the same thing happened with How He Loves Us. You know, yeah, John Mark Crowder. Miller. That yeah. was Crowder. Yep. Right. Yeah, Crowder. But yeah. once again, they would not have gotten the attention That's right. for all their other's music it that had is not been for Crowder or the Chris Tomlins picking them up. John Mark McMillan has like a niche almost. It's, it's now become like, like a legacy yeah. in some ways because of who he was mm-hmm. after the fact. When yeah. people actually researched who did that song, it became like a fandom. It, it in the after fact, John Mark McMillan you know. is like, like the, like you gotta be kind of bookish and like yeah. intellectual or something like uh-huh. it's kind of obscure. Like he's got this song that's like, Oh Christ, do you wake my ghost? <laughs> and it's like, okay, what is he talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> See, is, isn't that the uh, one episode we did on like Christian phrases, like, you know, that we might not understand. So anyway, back to good, good father. All I'll yeah, say yeah, is, yeah, We'll All I will say is there <laughs> is um, there is some simplicity to this song that seems like he could have done more. Mm-hmm. The actual mm-hmm. idea of just good, good father. I mean, that's that's fine. And if that was what Colin, he was, I've heard a thousand stories. Ah, but the verses are actually not that bad. Yes, um, the yeah. verses are really, really strong. Um, so so if if it's all about the uh, um. If it's all about the repetition, sometimes people will tell me that Good Good Father seems to feel like it drones if you've heard it too yeah. many times on the radio. Yes. Um, but but it's not the verses that drone. It's the chorus and the bridge. You are perfect in all of your ways. Yes. Yeah, and, the, and, the re- and the reason why is because you have the same phrases literally repeated over and over again. Right. And not just repeated over and over again, yeah. but, but repeated musically as well over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's not just the words, but the music is also repetitive, which draws out that repetition and causes it to feel like it's droning on. But the verses, the verses are really strong. So the only time that the that the melody line does any other notes besides the tonic, the two yeah. and the three, is in the bridge. Yeah. So it goes. It, it literally. I'm gonna play this on the guitar. Well, and you know, careful. Copyright. What you're. No, no. no I mean, like. Right. It does yeah. those three notes for the entirety of the song. It's like a good BB King solo. <laughs> or or uh, uh, what's it? Um. Uh. 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 What's the uh, thick from Freebird. Free yeah. Uh, yeah, they just hit the same four notes yeah. over and over. So to so to me, this one musically is very simple. Yeah. And then the fact that the lyrics for Good Good Father are just Good Good Father, I am loved by you. That's who you are, who you are, yeah. is who I am, who I am. Uh to me, it feels like the chorus is a central point, but the the verses are very more complex. So it almost would rather have a more complex chorus or at least a more finite, yeah. a more, a more distinct point of what he is saying with the verses. Yeah. But the, the other good, good than, father, other than it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. Right. It's who you are. Yeah. I think in some ways, like I get what you're saying about the musical point. I think sometimes a simple melody is really good. Yeah. Because it can it, be because of the congregational singing aspect. Right. You know, a lot of people kind of get into 
leading worship for the first time and they're like, I want to find something that's a bit more complex, Easy. a bit more, um, you know, a bit more cool to like sing. And then you kind of yeah. realize that, oh, well, I'm responsible for like trying to help these other people sing yeah. too. So sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. I can go a little bit more simplistic. Mm -hmm. um, also, like if it doesn't, if it doesn't vary as much, um, uh -huh. it's kind of easier to find harmonies too, mm -hmm. which is good. It, it, well, I but would, I think that Lord, I need you also does that too. And I would, I would call that a stronger melody. It's yeah. It, yeah. It, it is a stronger melody, but only because it pretty much uses every note in the scale. And then it actually goes up an octave. There's some dynamic changes yeah. to the melody line. Whereas this is bum, 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 bum. And then the chorus is bum, 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 bum. Bum bum bum, mm -hmm. bum 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 and it's the same three notes just yeah. over and over the only time it changes is in the bridge you are perfect in all of your ways so he actually goes yeah. up to the five so and, and this is just musical nitpicking but uh but you're right though it's yeah, songs are allowed to be mm. simplistic i didn't yeah. i just mean i wonder if it could have been a little more interesting yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there so so colin what are you feeling about this one what would you rate it well, I want to right before I give it my final rating, I wanted mm -hmm. to say that I do really enjoy the first and second verses lyrics yeah, a lot. Me yes. too. Mm -hmm. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like. What's interesting is that the song seems to be centered around. That's why I said about the verses versus the chorus. The verses seem to be centered around this idea of how undescribable God is. Mm -hmm. Kind of the way we have the indescribable, un uh, 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 yeah. uncontainable um, song it kind of reminds me of that because it's then in the second verse, it's like uh, love. So undeniable love. So unexplainable, uh, or that's actually, um, that's verse three. That's verse three. Kind of like drops off a bit. And then the second yeah. one is I've been searching for answers. So I think the, the center point, instead of it being good, good father should be like, I'm, I'm being revealed every day, all the ways that you are awesome. But, yeah. but so it's, that's kind of what he is weaving with the verses. Yeah. And to say, you're good. I'm loved. That's fine. But I feel like it's, n it's not the full story of what the verses yeah. are telling. Mm. And so it is. A true. There's a bit more mystery to the verses. Yeah. To have like, yeah, more of a simple idea. In the he describes that he is searching for answers. Yeah. He is searching for something that mm -hmm. God can provide to him, which is the answers to why he is the way he is or what he's searching for. The first verse is all about um, uh, all the stories he's heard about God, but he doesn't know for sure. And then uh, the last verse is all about how indescribable his love is. So he's actually describing the different aspects of God. But then just saying the word good, I don't think really tells that tale. Sure. I wonder what it would be like if the bridge was the chorus. You are perfect in all of your ways. Like, I feel like that's closer. It could, it to could the... work because um, it's talking about how he's um, how he's heard a thousand stories, and but I've also heard how much you love me, and um, like the way that God is is being revealed to him, and then it's like bam, you're like perfect in all of your ways. Right. Well, anyway, so I still don't really judge it harshly. Like I said, I still yeah. very much enjoy it. I worship to yeah. it. I, I can sing harmonies to it. So I gave it a solid seven. I'm at gotcha. seven two with it. I think overall it's a pretty strong yeah. song. Um, I wish that I wasn't, I wish that it was a bit more new to me. If you had just heard it, yeah, you I wonder if I, you would have given like a nine just on yeah, impulse or I something. I might have, yeah. Because it is very, um, it's very catchy and um, very, very singable. I yeah. mean, one yeah. of the most singable songs 
that we have. Right. And, uh, yeah, just have those few things kind of to say about it. So I had given this one a six myself. So a little bit on the weaker side, but, uh, but I mean, by no means a bad song. Is this a B that puts it at a 20? So that is a B. Uh, yeah, just barely. Oh my just gosh. barely a B. I never thought that would be a B. Yeah. Wow. Well, awesome. the the rules. Hey, man, we got to rules. Stalwart. Rules. We yep. got to stick to them. All okay. Right. Moving on. B tier. Are you a. Uh... Oh, make sure you add it to the final list. Sorry. Yep. I'm adding it to the wrong list here for us. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. Don't get those lost on those multiple lists since we can uh, now see yeah. like our progress. So this next one we're about to do, which is interesting, uh, this is another Chris Tomlin like gathered up song. I don't believe I don't know if he is the original. Well, wait, I think this is one where he actually did write it. I think so. Jesse Reeves and Ed Let's Cash see. helped, but he yeah. he wrote it. I think this is one of his like classic early days before he was like super duper big, right? Am I thinking of that right? It's one of his early songs, yeah. Because I mean, I remember it even from. No. Okay, now how great. <laughs> So that's what we're doing. How great, great is, is our God? God? Yes. How great is our God? I want to start off by saying that this one holds uh, is another one of those yeah. biased songs that holds a special place you in my heart. You only like it when there's other languages in it, especially and, Chinese because you love China. No, no, no. You're absolutely right, Zach. The, 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 uh-huh. And Colin, you're not wrong either. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong either. And, and so and that song, the the world of the world version of how great. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. How, how great is our God? That's got a great, great it, melody. Yes, it, and it, yeah. it and it ends with a just um just an acapella uh-huh. Chinese Mandarin version because that year at Passion when this song really first w- w- was sung hard there in this world edition uh, version of the song, okay, China was the focus, and so they ended with an acapella version of this in in Mandarin Chinese, and um yeah. That version brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. In all honesty, but th- it's great to hear worship in yeah. other languages. Yes, and so so I forget how many different versions, how many different languages was in that song. Like seven yeah. or eight different languages yeah. was sung in that song. All I mean, it's got. I've done it at uh, FUMC. Yeah. and done six it's languages. It's got such a um, such a simple chorus that yes. has such a like singable melody, mm-hmm. but still a good melody. No. We, it can be so easily translated. No, I think while we were there, we led a, a an yeah. English Bible study um, uh, with uh, my, my wife and I. We led an English Bible study, and at the start of it, we always tried to show we we always tried to do some some English worship songs and try to teach them. This is one of the songs we were actually able to teach them. Gotcha. And we we broke it down, you know, and, and told them this is what the words mean, you know, and and and. And, and they got it. The imagery was simple enough to where they were able to understand it. Now, a few weeks later, I tried to do Revelation song, and that was a complete flop. They, Clo- they, they, you couldn't translate clothed in rainbows of living color, I, flashes it, of lightning, rolls of thunder. It just, it, it, it just did not go as well with yeah. them. It, yeah. it, that one just did not hit. But how great is our God? They specifically asked to sing this song multiple times while we were there. So, and, and maybe, yeah. maybe that's on, maybe that's a potential knock at it, at, at its simplicity. But at the same time, it was, I wonder it was, if it was it, good. I wonder if it hits that sweet spot where it's simplistic, but it still hits the depth that it needs to. Like the, the balance of relatableness to, um, to profoundness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that that very well could be it. That very well could be. There's it. a lot like there's some songs that do it, and it's just hard to know 
when you're going to hit that perfect, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. sweet spot, yep. you know? So I will admit ahead of time that my bias is going to rank this one a little bit higher for me. Okay. I'll just say this too. Um, I've already talked about this a little bit, so I'm playing devil's advocate to myself yet again, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with songs being more simplistic if their centralized point is relating throughout the song. Like if it's, yeah. if, like if, if it's you're cohesive, if it's, if uh-huh. it's very continuous and cohesive, then it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. My only critique would be that if it's not saying anything at all, or if it's saying a lot without saying anything, mm-hmm. or if it's saying a lot in the verse and not a lot in anywhere else, or, you know, if it's mean? saying yeah. a bunch of things without like yes. a lot of substance. So, yeah. so if it like, like I've always said, the, the, the purpose and the mood of the song needs to sort of match mm-hmm. what it's doing. Yeah, sure. But, and I think as far as Chris Tomlin songs go, this one is a classic we've all yeah. sang and listened to, but... It's still on the CCLI chart. Yes. Is, yeah. is this one even older than um, 10,000 Reasons? Oh, yeah. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is this is at least 2013. Yes, which, uh, which I think... mean? We, we, we went back, and I think we looked at 10,000 yeah. Reasons. That one came 10, out with, like, 2015. 10,000 Reasons is 2013. How Great Is Our God has got to be like early 2000s. Yes, uh, it has to be because I was singing this one to our Chinese students in China up. in 2013. I want to look this up really quick. Just oh, this is from, I mean, we sang it at the BCM back when I was like a freshman. So Oh, 2000 wow. and September 21st, 2004. And it's yeah. still on the Holy CCLI. Moly, it's older than 10,000 Reasons still on the 2004. CCLI chart. And it's still on the yeah. CCLI chart. There's there a reason for that. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's so, almost like I think at this point it's reached the status where it could go in a hymnal. I think <laughs> it is. I think it I might think be. It is in some no, hymnals, no, no. probably. It, yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of denominations have gone and basically made more contemporary based hymnals. Mm-hmm. And for those hymnals, this one usually makes Our that seminary list. has a hymnal. I don't think it has this song, but it does have In Christ Alone. And what about Thy Word is a Lamp into My Feet? That you can find that in a lot of hymnals yeah. too. That one's from the 90s. Yes. Yes. Grant. Very 90s. So, yeah. so let me, let me just talk about a few points that it, it may sound like I am, um, contradicting myself but i, I want to make it clear that this is a very this is a very specific reason yeah. why it's okay that it's simple yeah. to me um and that is that in the verses and in the chorus and in the um bridge it is all very very continuous it feels the same it has the same like direct message and it has the very very like focused idea about like the literal greatness Mm. of God, Mm -hmm. which is what I was describing with good, good father. It almost felt like great is our God light in some, in some regard, because he literally says in the verses, the splendor of the King, uh, let the earth rejoice. uh, You know, he uh, let the, and and people tremble at his voice and the Godhead three in one, the lion and the lamb. So those are all aspects of God's greatness. And it's, uh, like the one Psalms that are for, uh, not, a, not adoration for, um, celebra- uh, Thanksgiving and celebration, uh, yeah. Psalms. That's one of these. Yeah. It's like a Psalm that sings. It is kind of, mm. it is kind of like a Psalm. It, a because if you think yeah. about a Psalm, uh, we sing praises to you in the morning and to the yeah. night of the great works of your hands, of the yeah. splendors of your spirit, of the goodness of your deeds. They almost write themselves. And so, right. <laughs> and so this this feels very much in line with what we've already yeah. read in the scripture. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that the 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 um, chorus is simple, in fact, simpler than Good Good Father, 
but the the subject matter is also very simple mm-hmm. and narrow. And so he is resoundingly saying how great, how like he's asking the question and stating the fact. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And so to me, that is that is a, a very cool spirit to be in throughout the song of like asking and so. accepting. Yeah. yeah, it's very I mean, it's like we're proclaiming this about our Lord. Right. Um, and it's funny, too, because in translations that I remember working with people to figure out a lot of times they would just translate it to, um, God is great. Like, uh, Juan Grande es Dios is great. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, Munguwa Ajabu in Swahili. I remember was the way you would say it. Uh, and, and so to, to emphasize that, I think that it's interesting that, the different languages would just translate it as God is very great mm-hmm. instead of like begging the question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that just further reiterates to me that it yeah. is worshiping, not asking, but it is also an American asking. Yeah. Like basically like, like a Psalm because the Psalm phrases it as how great are the works of your hands? Mm-hmm. How wonderful your deeds. Yeah. This, um, in Psalm 92, it yeah. even does that. I like this song is almost like, a doxology for churches in a way it is. That's a great way of phrasing it. It's something you can use in like different contexts, but it's, you can use it in any service, any part of your worship set. Right. You like close out with it. You could sing it at your offering. You could sing it after the sermon before you dismiss. Mm -hmm. Um, You could even just take that, plop that chorus out and put it in there. Um, You can do as the Babylon B suggests and just uh, launch into an endless loop of the bridge and the chorus (laughs) where you get stuck in a repeating cycle. (laughs) That was such a funny article. I will say this because it's from 2004. I feel like the language used in this song is very like I miss it. And it's funny because I'm saying that about Chris Tomlin, who yeah. who throughout his career, I felt like got his lyrics got maybe a little more simple as they went on, depending on which song you're listening to. Yeah. I'd say Good Good Father's verses are still pretty good, but yeah. uh, like the way he phrases the splendor of the king uh-huh. clothed in majesty. Yeah. You don't hear that kind of language right now, like in a, in, in a lot of what I would say are top 20 list. So it's kind of okay. like... Um, it's like a without being an overt specific translation of a verse from the Bible. Yeah. It's like the kinds of things that you read in the book. Like I'm sure the Bible right. kind of says those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not exactly the same way. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like biblical language. Right. Almost. Right. Well, yeah. he does have phrases like the lion and the lamb and beginning and the end. But yeah. those are meant as the like the pinnacle at the end of the verse, yeah. which kind of iterates the point. It's not just thrown in there for to have a catchy line. Yeah. Um, these are the pioneer songs that later inspired what is modern worship that reuses a lot of these lines. Yeah. Very, that is a true statement to me is very derivative of stuff like this. Yeah, that's true. So, but, but after re listening to it, I was like, Oh yeah, this one I've heard like way too many times. I'm probably going to be like kind of about it. And I re listened to it. I'm like, no, this is like, this is a good song. You could go to any church and just lead this and people will just, Join yes, uh, it, yeah. and if you think about it in another way, I mean, this is around the same time of uh, "Here I Am to Worship," and and that's song, another song that I really like. Yes, and so yeah. when you and and also if you were to put, put these two side by side, and they are right around that same era together, I still I think this one 
are his leaps and bounds stronger than Here I Am to Worship. The songs like that, and, and, and okay. m- m- more of its contemporaries, yeah. songs that are around that time frame, I think it really stands out more of that. A lot of uh, Chris Tomlin's most popular songs all have a very similar theme. I was about to talk about this now that we've gotten past Good Good Father and we're in this one. Uh, so, for example, Good Good Father, this one, Awesome is the Lord Most High. What was the one you just mentioned? I can't remember the name now. Would you say? A Tomlin song? Yeah. You just, you, no, no, no. Uh, never mind. It's I, I mentioned Here I Am to Worship. That's Tim Hughes. But that's, I'm not, yeah. that's not Chris Tomlin. No, it's no. a different one. Anyway, it's fine. It was one you mentioned a little bit ago. But um, essentially, uh, a lot of Chris Tomlin's songs that he's known for are songs where it's very general mm-hmm. praise for God. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, his. That's why a lot of his songs are like the first song in the set. Right. Like it's very general praise. Everlasting God or Forever, Everlast- which is just. Uh, forever. That's what I was thinking. It's a specific psalm. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but it's. Um, it's based just strictly. It's that psalm, right? Like but 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 it's the same message: is forever mm-hmm. God is faithful. He's yep. kind, yeah. uh, with us forever. And it's very much a a describing the like aspects yeah. of God, basically. And so, but this one is yeah. a pioneer of that, yeah. and has stood the test of time. Whereas maybe other ones have come out and been like the same deal, like very generalistic. Mm-hmm. This one has stood the test, which makes me yeah give it the credence it deserves because whether or not things came afterwards that were derivative, this was a song that, yeah. that stood out and said, this is like the best of that to yeah. me gotcha. of songs that are general praise songs or one of the best. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very good. Very strong. I do want to say one nitpick. I have, a Absolutely. Few, I have let one me, or two nitpicks. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Is this a very fully Trinitarian song? Not really. Um, well, it literally mentions that oh, God wait, wait, had yeah, three in yeah, one. It says yeah, God had three in one. And then it mentions Father, Spirit, Spirit and Son. Lion and the Lamb. You're right. Lion and the Lamb. Mm-hmm. So it does say Father, Spirit, Son, mm-hmm. and God had three in one, but that's it. There's then no it talk says, of Jesus or the Spirit. Then it says the Lion and the Lamb, which is both are attributed to Jesus, not the full Trinity. So it doesn't... I. I do wish that it went a little bit stronger on what it means for God to be Father, Spirit, Son. Sure. But it, it does at least say it. Uh, some songs don't. Um, but yeah, so that that would be my one nitpick is I kind of wish that it um, went a little bit deeper into mm. its Trinitarianness. Sure. Um, I think he should have leaned into that a bit heavier. Yes. But so all around. And, and my main yeah. nitpick is going to be the chorus itself. Really? Yes, because the chorus itself is literally the same. Um, yeah, that's uh, five. That's, it's, it's the five, same five words repeated over yeah. and over again. Okay. How I, great is our God? How great is our God? It how is great, How great is our God? Yeah. Um, and also, um, the one thing I will say too is that the bridge and the chorus are the exact same melody line. Just mm-hmm. re, like so, it's as if the name above all names is yeah. like. Um. It's it's just the same chords for the chorus yeah. done again, with us. Well, it's not exactly the same melody no, no, line. It's slightly different. They, they, they take it up. They go name above all names, it's instead of uh, great is our God. So it, the, um, I meant the chords, not the melody. Sorry, <coughs> I'm tired. But oh, gotcha. But essentially, yes, what yes, I mean is the that the chords. chords just continue as if it's an extension of the chorus. 
I, I guess I wonder if they could have done something maybe a little different. But then your argument about Good Good Father is the same thing. It's very singable. Yeah. And so what are you trying to accomplish as a worship yeah. song, right? So Chris, if Chris Tomlin is the master of yeah. singable worship, the, which he might or may or may not yeah. be, I'm not claiming that. I'm saying if he is, then if that's his goal to do that, then he did a good job. Yeah. I just really see this as like a, like it, it really is very similar to doxology to me. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a sung statement of belief, almost like a creed or something. Right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? And what type of score should, how, how great is our God get? I will give it a nine. I think it's very, I think it's evidenced by the fact that it's still around and still very, yeah. The evidence is kind us. of, uh, damning. I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's very, very good, very doxological, worship song for the church. I just wish it was a little bit more Trinitarian. Gotcha. To I would put, like more complexity. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I would like a little more complexity, but at the yeah. same time, I'm not sure it's trying to accomplish complexity. So I can't really judge it based on my like Your opinion or want of what I think yeah. it should be. Sure. I was going to give it an eight, a solid eight and say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it does a lot mm-hmm. of good, th- but I think that I have to be objective and say that the test of time has proved okay. that this song is, is done well. And the simple fact that it's brought so many people to God. Yeah. Then I got to give it a nine. Okay. Well, I'm right there with you, Colin. I was actually going to give it closer with, with the bias because of its simplicity. Unbiasedly, I've, I probably would actually take it down as low as like a six or so myself. Okay. No, do, I mean, that, do, that, do, that, do you can justify that. But as yeah. I said, I am very biased towards it. I was going to take it up to an eight. And then you brought up the pioneering aspect, yeah, and and that brought in a lot more yeah, respect. I didn't even really realize that. Yes, yeah, and, you're right. And so, yeah. so, so that brought it to a nine as well for me. Like, think about how many worship songs this afterwards be... use this kind of as a template. Yeah. So that is that that is S tier right there. That's S tier. Three nines. S S S S S tier. That's our fourth S tier. S S S S S S tier 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 tier. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. That is our fourth S tier song. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. Hey, the, there's a few of these. I mean, okay. So it's a top 20 and we have four S tiers. So that's a pretty <laughs> strong top yeah, 20 we're not, then overall. If you think about it. Yeah. We are not uh super cynical. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe some, we say uh, as we go into this next one. Oh boy. Great things. I, okay. This was the one song that I had not heard before we started this. So I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but I'm guessing neither of you all are either. No, I'll admit this one was, I, I think I was familiar with this one, but not in, but in very vague I guess sense. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of Phil Wickham, I guess. I actually, there is a few Phil Wickham songs that I am like a big fan of. Do you like, um, you're beautiful by Phil Wickham? I've heard, heard it. One? I've yeah. done it, uh, for music therapy. I really enjoy that one by Phil Wickham. That 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 one right there is a really nice, beautiful song. I think Which the one? Lyrics are pretty beautiful in that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's you know there's this is Amazing Grace and Living Hope and yeah, and you know, uh, there's I mean, there is a wait, hold on, no no that's a different one. Not Christ is Risen isn't isn't him is it? That's Matt Marr. That's Matt Marr. Um, I've heard the song Jesus Lord of Heaven from two, like one of his earlier songs. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard. I had to do. I'm um, not sure what else I've heard of his. So, but, but 
but but this one right here, great things. Th- th- this has recently become yeah. a very popular song. You have done great things. You have done great things. Phil yep. Wickham has like a voice that is sometimes untouchable for like a normal. He does person. Have, well, <laughs> he has a certain timber t- uh, timbre to like the way his voice sounds is very pleasing to the ear yeah. too. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it's very. It's, He's like an angel in a leather jacket. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> he is. He is definitely the trendy looking guy, though. He is very trendy. <laughs> oh man! But um, I'll say this though. He 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 has like a, almost a. He has like a uh, what do you call that? Um, he's a His upper register ten, a tenor or a, a soprano he's got, yeah, style he's for got, a man. Um, it's funny, like he does do like um, like a head voice kind of thing. Yeah, that's not quite his falsetto, and then he does have a falsetto that he can go into. Yeah, and he can like train. That's the thing that I can't do. Very I can't well. do it either. Transitioning mm-hmm. between your falsetto and your like normal head voice seamlessly. Right, that's really tough. Like Chris Martin can do it from Coldplay. And Phil Wickham um, and like a couple other people. <laughs> so, so I've only, I only really listened to this one once, which was probably more than enough for me. I wasn't oh, a, really? I wasn't a huge fan of this one. Really? Not. I've a big only fan. listened to it a few times. Uh, I made I made a good bunch of notes. I remember. I remember. Um, yeah. I think that it feels like it feels like a lot of other modern worship songs from this time period. Yeah feels a little derivative as far as like the kind of shouting, like kind of uh, yeah. chorus. And then the, 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 I would say that again, it kind of falls into that category of stuff. That's pet peeve for me about the lyrics being not really too, um, too uh, continuitous. I guess so yeah. Say. Okay. To that point, that's, that's kind of the main criticism mm-hmm. I have, I guess. Yes. Is, so, I think this is very, what I compare it to is This Is Amazing Grace, another Wick, Phil Wickham song. Right? Yeah. Or is that a Jeremy Riddle? No, no, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, in any case. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's similar to that in that it's like got the anthemic like rock song kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that might be his style. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think that the verses don't connect as well to the chorus as they do with this is amazing grace. I agree. This is amazing. Grace kind of presents this idea of like who, um, you know, who does mm-hmm. this, who does that? Oh, it's this King, the King of glory. Um, and that's real similar to like Psalm, I think like 19, um, with great things. It's kind of like, come let us worship our King. Come let us bow at his feet. He has done great things, but it's like, okay. Um, it doesn't go in. Yeah. It doesn't go in depth into the great things. Yeah, and I like the fact because, like, I feel like a huge part of worship is our celebrating what God has done. Like, that's um, that's one of my main priorities in worship. Is like, yeah, let's remind people of how Jesus has saved us or whatever. And I just wish he'd gone a little more in depth of like what that means. This, this oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave, free every captive, break every chain. Ugh. Oh God, you have done great things. And it's kind of, so it's kind of, yeah, it's got that cliche, very, very cliche derivative, just picking and choosing a few phrases that sound cool. And what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like you're saying God broke your chains. Like, tell me more about that. You know? So, so there, that's why I was going to make that caveat before about how it's, um, it's to me, there is a distinct difference between this and how great is our God, how great is our God may have 
what seems like surface level lyrics, but they mm-hmm. are within a central point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are made specifically with the intention of focusing. It's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. Yeah. Even if that somewhere is a general idea, it's still, it's still narrow enough that the lyrics yeah. in the chorus uh, work well. In this, we see him throwing out several different phrases that are different, like musical worship aspects of different songs that we've heard. Like, this one is funny. It's like, we dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our savior, your name yeah. lifted high. It's just like, okay, great. Or you have been faithful in the, in every storm. You, you'll be faithful forevermore. It's just like, okay, what are you really saying with the song? Like I, I would ask Phil Wickham if he was sitting there, I'd say, like, what were you trying to say with this? And if his answer was just like, he's trying to he's say, he's just that. done great things. Yeah, you know, that God's done great things. I'd be like, uh, okay. It seems like you're all over the place, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, and that's a, that's really hard for me to just like put this up against great is our God because that's unfair. Yeah. But if we are doing the rankings this way in this order and we can look at mm-hmm. where we have S ranked, A ranked and whatever. Yeah. I look at this song and I, I gotta I say wonder, it's a lower tier. I wonder if it won't have the longevity on the top 20. As I wouldn't think so. How great is our God or 10,000 reasons? <laughs> yeah. And I would say this is, I think, think this is amazing. Grace will probably stay up there for a long time. I think it probably will too. Partially yeah. because of the validity of its, uh, in the centralized point of its lyrics yeah. all about what grace is. He describes it very specifically. Yeah. It's not all over the place. He is literally describing grace. Yeah. Right. Whereas in this song, he is just peppering the song with derivative lyrics. Right. To me, so like that's one, how it feels. One song, that I think of if I'm going for like, okay, let's celebrate what God has done. I, um, I'll go to no longer slaves because I think that's really cool. How it makes that point about how God split the sea. Yeah. So I could walk right through it. And it kind of has that kind of like Paul does relates the, um, the Exodus back to um, Mm -hmm. our salvation. And I think that's a bit more of a, like expanding on biblical points Whereas this just kind of takes like things that we know God has done yeah, and then like kind of lists them out. There's one thing though, I think is cool. It says, um, for your promise is yes. And amen. That is like kind of a more <laughs> obscure biblical reference. Yeah. to mm-hmm. Um, second Corinthians one all the oh. promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen unto the glory of God by us. So I think that's, that's okay, really, I keep, that's neat. I that's keep hearing neat. that uh, you're the yes and amen. Like, I think that's that's something that like people are like talking about now recently. And, oh, really? Like, I've heard it. Like, I've heard Harvey say it a few times. Like, the Bible says you're the yes and the amen. So it's like, um, Bob, listen, just how doubly assured we are of God. <laughs> there's there's that reference to scripture, and then there is things like. Hallelujah, God, <laughs> above it all. Hallelujah, yeah. God, unshakable. Right. Hallelujah. You have done great things. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And he just does like a weird like thing that doesn't really go. <laughs> I'm not trying to be too bashing, but uh, to me, there is a lot of potential that he had because he does make a lot of scriptural references. Uh-huh. Sure. But I feel like the point is not very central. And in fact, I feel like he he he. Let me say this. Being in worship, be, like growing up in worship, I'm I'm assuming Phil Wickham is probably in his 30s now. I would have mm-hmm. maybe. Even, uh, I was thinking a little bit older than that. I don't know. But he started his career in like the mid-2000s. Hey, Google, how old is Phil Wickham? 36 years 
Hey. Oh, 36. He, he's right there with us. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, he's, he's younger than I thought. So I think that he grew up with that same background of listening to people like mm-hmm. early Chris Tomlin. Or, uh, in, in fact, he started his career in like the later 2000s. So you could say that he was kind of, you know. And so I feel like a lot of this stuff where I complain about the derivative. Uh, Derivity? Is that even a word? I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, where he has gotten his kind of phrasing from feels like it has been picked from a, like a lot of songs I've heard before. And unlike other ones who do that but rephrase them in a new and in in interesting way, I feel like this is kind of more of the same that I've yeah. heard a lot. Um, so, yeah. Overall, I do really like Phil Wickham. Uh, I do I don't, too. I don't think this is one of his strongest. Um, I don't either. I don't think it's necessarily a bad song. I just... Um, I don't think it stands out very much is kind of my, the main uh, gist of what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to be real harsh and, here. And, 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 and that's a fair statement. I think it's yeah. a very fair statement. Go ahead, Colin. I'm going to give it a four. You're going to give it a four. Wow. I was going to give it a five. Okay. And I was going to go six. All right. Four and six makes 10 and five is 15. That means that it made it into C. And it, did it make C? I, I, I think that's yeah. a C rank. All right. Cool. Okay. We're at C. Is 10 or it, below a D? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Ten, uh, six through 10 is D. Yes. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So, all right, moving on. We got two more and we'll finish out. If we go over a little bit, it's okay. We're, we're almost done. How crazy is that? In Christ alone. I got to be honest, automatic 10. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm going to give you a 10 right now and oh, then we'll, well see how we feel when we get to the when, end. When, when it talks about pioneering. Okay. If, if, yeah. if, if, if great is our God is the Lois and Clark, this is the Daniel Boone. Ooh, I like okay. this. All right. Now, what's interesting is it's the Santa Maria, the Nina, and the Pinta. Oh my goodness! So, um, before we even talk about what we think, I I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I asked my pastor, who we've had on the podcast really early on, Jake Lee. I asked him if this was an old hymn, and he told me, Kristen and Keith Getty are masters of writing yep. what sound like old hymns, but yep. are actually modern That's songs. That's what they do. Uh, the first time I heard In Christ Alone, I thought it was an old hymn. I think we tried to lead this at the BCM back when uh, Brandon Rose was the worship leader, which would have right. made me the electric guitarist at the time. Uh-huh. And I just did not get like how the song was played. I was not used to hymns at all. So I was like, this song is weird. I don't know how to play uh. it. Um, the, 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 um, the actual, uh, but it grew on me, yeah. but I thought it was from like the 1800s. No, no, I, and, and I honestly thought yeah. it was from the late, uh, from, from, from the nineties, like, like mid nineties. It turns out this song was, was composed in 2001 and got popular in 2002. It's so, the so Stuart so, so, Townsend actually co-wrote so, this as well. It's, it's, so it's honestly newer yeah. than I thought. Uh, so, so maybe my, my, my analogy that I just used might be a little bit off a little bit, but, uh, 2001, huh? Yeah, so it was composed in 2001, uh, became famous in 2000, uh, or really began to get known well in 2002. But Jake's right, the Gettys, um, they do that. There's another song of theirs that I really like called um, Holy Spirit, Living Breath of God. Um, and it's got that same kind of like almost Celtic-y sort of, yeah. it sounds like it's from the 1800s. That's what they do. They should have like handlebar mustaches Stuff, even Kristen Getty like it'd be cool if she had a handlebar mustache they should serve like old timey like soda fountain drinks <laughs> um so okay so here's some things I want to say about in Christ alone I want to say that in Christ alone lyrically 
this is going to be a really controversial thing. Of all of the potential a hymn, a classic hymn can have mm-hmm. to be to be lyrically well written, uh-huh. I would say that this this song in Christ Alone might be at the ceiling of the highest potential yeah. <laughs> for lyrics yeah, well like written you would, that you, you would find yeah. in the best hymn that from like the 1600s. You Absolutely. Would, you would put it up against like, um, Oh, come, come, come thou found. found. Yes. Yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. And I know because it's yeah. such a modern song. I, I, it sounds like blasphemy because those songs are written by these super famous writers right. of English and German and, uh, uh, whatever sure. origin, but the lyrics in this are so profoundly good, so yeah. well written that it is impossible not to to make those distinctions. Right. Um, to me, I get it. You just hate everything that's like old. Oh, no, and- I don't. <laughs> I love it. And, and what's crazy is when I first heard this song again, to me, it did all the things that a hymn does. Yeah, and that is that it does. It does have a melody line that goes up and down with, mm-hmm. yep. with chords throughout. It doesn't have boom, like boom, a boom. chorus. Yes. And it ha- yes. it's chorus is almost like the third line of each in the same way. A lot of hymns do that. Like, yep. uh, what is it? Uh, come thou fount oh, is like, Oh, that. holy night. Oh, holy night. Every yep. fall on your knees. And then he knows this our song need. is way better than Oh, holy night. Mm. <laughs> did you hear, uh, <laughs> did you hear those one people sing it that one time that became like a meme? Oh, the guy uh, goes, the guy goes, <laughs> Yeah. On your knees. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick, quick side note. He actually came out with a re- with a video right. later on explaining that he did that intentionally. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he's yeah. actually a really, really good singer and intentionally made that really bad. I think you have to be. It's some kind of talent to make something that bad. Sure. <laughs> I think I think he knew the name of the game, which was uh, viral memes are going to be a thing in the future. He just got ahead of the horses on that he one. Did. But um. So so. I'm, I, this song is pretty long, so I can't really go through like everything point by point, point by point, but it is very Christ centralized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has, it has, um, I believe, uh, I believe it has all parts of the Trinity in it. So it's one of, I believe yeah. it does. I believe that it actually has the Holy spirit mentioned. It has God in it. Uh, like for example, it says the, the wrath of God was satisfied. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, every sin upon him was laid, the fullness of God and helpless babe. Let me find it. I remember looking this up. Uh, oh my goodness. People are starting to message me a bunch on here. Uh, 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 first, uh, final I, I love, I love while you're looking that up. I love the formulation of all the verses because they all have a movement. So they go somewhere and it starts off by saying in Christ alone, each verse starts off with that phrase. It's like in Christ alone, my hope is found or in Christ alone who took on flesh. And then it begins to talk about this various aspect of the Christ story. So it talks about who he is, how he's the light, how he's the cornerstone. Then it like moves on and talk about how he came in flesh. It even talks about uh, the crucifixion and his resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then like, as it like unfolds that story through each verse at the end of each verse, it relates it back to the person singing my comforter, my all in all here in the love of Christ, I stand. So every here, verse here in the something of Christ, I something, right. You know, bought with the precious blood of Christ here. Yeah. In, well, so it's here in the love of Christ. I stand here in the death of Christ. I live Yeah. bought with the precious blood of Christ here, here in, the, in power the power of Christ. Of Christ I'll stand. stand. And then here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Yep. So it's what's 
what's great is that it's all the different aspects of him mm -hmm. and how Christ relates to your life. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so this structured as a hymn can go over many different subjects and go a little more uh, out and about because each verse stands a thing mm -hmm. is in itself its own worship song in a way. Yeah, it kind of is. Right. So like <laughs> you could literally like right. extend like another verse out and write a chorus for each verse and it would be four different worship songs. So here you go. Check this out. Here is your whole, here's your spirit. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power, the power of Christ, of Christ in, in me. me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Is right. He, the Holy Spirit empowers you through Christ. Like, that's the thing. Remember Jonathan Powers, when he was on here, he said, like, the classical way to say it is, I think, to God, through Christ, in the Spirit. That's right. So it's like the Spirit is kind of like the, hmm. the power of everything. Christ is the, like tunnel of everything like right how we get so, to god and the reason yeah. why the trinity is spoken about in this is because all aspects of jesus has to involve the father and the spirit right he doesn't do anything by himself right you know, and when jesus read. when jesus yeah. ascended back into heaven and left the, uh -huh. the the church of you know that would become the mm -hmm. church of acts he also was setting up the holy spirit to come yeah he ascended to the father and then through Jesus came the Holy Spirit so that we are that's in right. the spirit and the spirit is in us. So even, so even this song, that's why that, those prepositions like stay throughout the whole thing. So even though this song is very uh, Christ centric, it also, but this song also has a ton of lyrics. So it yeah. has time to do that. Certain yeah. simplistic songs can't really do it. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be this like Harper on that, but I would say that you guys have mentioned that in the past and this song does that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So there's that. And then of course, just the poetic nature of this song is amazing. The lyrics are like, Oh my gosh. They're, they're super a... consistent with themselves and the mm -hmm. way they are composed. It's just beautiful. Like now, did you know that the lyrics, uh, when added to a more modern hymn, though, was being, was asked to be changed. Okay. Yeah. You should talk about that because okay. the, so by so the way, listeners, the this episode is going to go on. Yeah. This song's this episode is going to go on longer, but it's fine. We're just going to finish. Okay, so sure. um, so 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 in 2010, the Presbyterian Church split over over a pretty controversial topic in the yeah. the time. We're seeing other churches PCA go through. and PCUSA. Yes, yeah. yes. In the Presbyterian in the, in the more liberal branch of this, the Presbyterian Church USA, they wanted to make a new a new modern hymnal, and they wanted to include this in their hymnal. Um, but the wrath of God was satisfied was a lyric that they didn't was a lyrical line that they did not necessarily fully agree with. For, Why the wrath of God was, was satisfied. satisfied? Think yes. about that. What is that? What is that saying to you, Colin? The wrath that the wrath of God was satisfied. If people aren't Christ. satisfied with the wrath <laughs> of God, then they need to read their Bible. <laughs> so <laughs> see what I did there. There's no. there's this idea. Um, so the, the, the so 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 this is part of the the satisfaction theory satisfaction of atonement. Satisfaction theory of atonement. Yes, and yeah. so, and, and so so it, and and basically that, that, oh I don't know much about I really don't know yeah anything so, about so, this. so 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 basically this is where our church fathers from centuries past as they're trying to develop uh -huh. figure out what our theology is what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus what what why did he have to die things like this it mentioned the fact that there was a price to be paid mm -hmm. and so Christ's death satisfied that debt. Yeah. And I think is that, I, is that wrong somehow is well, what would be the argument against that? 
Well, I, I, I think, I, I think the more liberal church did not like to think of the more God wrathful as, God, as punitive or like having punishment. So, oh I, my goodness, I, 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 I think, and, yeah. I, and I don't want to put words in the mouth, but that's that was the basic understanding that I had of the situation. Yeah, and, and so, so um, they, they so think Townsend and, yeah. and Getty refuse to change the lyrics. And so they refuse right. to add this to their new modern I've heard, hymnal. I've heard people say like the like kind of catchy, like their catchphrase is like, it's not cosmic child abuse. That's what they call it. Cosmic uh. child abuse <laughs> to think See, that Jesus was taking on punishment for sin. But what they don't understand is the holiness of God. Sure. It's not about God just being like pissed off. It's about. God is so holy that like that's what an offense against him merits. So you know what's crazy right? too? Uh, yeah, and that's and that's what and that's that's what Moses was trying to tell the people yeah. with uh, w- w- uh following the Ten Commandments when they're in the desert with a tabernacle, with the sacrifices and setting up this whole tradition that became the Jewish faith lived out it's the seriousness of sin more so than just yes. like the easily well, offensive to, to me to me what you're yeah. describing bob and i don't i'm not again i'm not gonna uh slam anybody particularly but what you're describing sounds a lot more like non-christian belief because i've heard a lot of non-christians bring up the idea that god punishing the things he created to be bad is just so uh mean yeah, to yeah. be that way and it's like he didn't create you to be bad he created you with a perfectly free will yes. to decide to do bad if you I've, wanted I've, to. I've heard it said that he left room for sin. He didn't create us to sin. He left room for us to sin choose. Just, it's the absence of the holiness of yes. God. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so if, but, if people but, but, have an issue with the but wrath... We're, but we're beginning yeah. to get off on a tangent just a little bit. Go, go ahead, finish if, your thought. About this, this the lyric about God the wrath. satisfied is what they have I would say with. that this is a hard lyric... For anybody who also is anti-Trinity, which we know certain people are very much like, oh, God is all the same thing. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, if those, you are the Jesus. One, the oneness thing that we've talked about well, before. If you yeah. are Jesus and you have to satisfy God's wrath, mm-hmm. then they have to be two different distinct things. Yeah. Or else God already yeah. can figure that out himself. Right. It's just the same thing. But Jesus fulfilling that uh covenant that promise to the people to deliver them from sin through the power of the crucifixion you know uh through the power of jesus on the cross if god's wrath is ready to go then it's two different aspects of god so they wanted to change it to the love of god was magnified um I mean that's still true, but that's that it takes away the meaning of the song. Yes, yeah. and and so so and and it so, takes away the that Christ suffered for the punishment yeah. for our sins. Right, because we would have been yeah. we would have gone to hell. So a lot of people don't want to have that conversation about how what would happen yeah. if Jesus didn't die on the cross. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people like I've heard people say, "Oh, he he did it as an example." Uh. Or something. Like, there's not. It's, Get out of here with that. it's not Come on. just a sim- there is symbolism in the act, but it's not just a symbolism. It's kind of like what I was talking about with grace at the beginning of the episode. Like grace is a thing. So is the love of God. So is yeah. the wrath, which is just a result of 
the offense against God. Okay, so apparently, according yeah. to the committee chair, the problem wasn't with the word wrath, but on the idea of it being satisfied in the death of Christ, which I would argue is splitting semantics. Yeah. Well, well, if 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 somebody was being very theological and minded and said, well, you can still go to hell, that. Christ's crucifixion right. didn't completely then, rid the entire yeah. world of God's so wrath, that, then maybe yeah. I might actually you're sort of into, agree. But, you're getting into Calvinism there, yeah. limited atonement. I, well, no, yeah. what I mean is like, because, you know, today, mm-hmm. today there are still people that need to to follow Jesus in order to receive salvation. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That That is still... Not like an automatic. It's this is it's, not universalism. We don't automatically go to heaven, right? So, so if that's the case, maybe. Anyway, we should move on. But, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, yeah. He, I give true. it a ten. Give it it a is 10. an amazing song I in all aspects. Really, really, really good. Yeah. There was like one other cool thing. Um, in in hymns, they have like the very end of the hymn is um, eschatological, where it yeah. like talks about like Jesus coming, and it does say at the end of this hymn, till he, he returns, returns and calls, calls me home. home. Here in the love of Christ, I'll stand. Love it. So I think that's really good. I think, yeah, why not? We'll give it a 10. Yep, and I'm right there with you, if there was any reason not to. Our first 30? Yeah, I think I think this is the only song we've got. This is going to be super S. Can you make it an SS? Just put uh, put an asterisk next to it. <laughs> so. Um, now, I, I, I kind of feel bad. And it's number 19 on the CCLI yeah. Top 20. But yes, yes. But it is from 2001. So exactly. It's, it's the a, oldest song that we've come across. So so it, and I, I kind of feel a little bad. Why? Because the last song on our list, what we're ending on, is the goodness of God. <laughs> you, why, why do you feel bad, of Bob? The goodness <laughs> of God. Why uh, do you feel bad about that one, God? Well, well, uh, Bob? <laughs> I said God. It's so, Bob. Uh, well, I, I I feel bad about that because this and no comparing it to to yeah. to, to in, right. between Christ yeah. alone. I mean, it, it's who's what I've decided. To, what I've decided to do is we had another Bethel song on the list, so I decided to kind of compare those two and just see. Because I'm not a huge fan of Bethel, uh, I haven't really made that a big really? secret. Re- really, Colin? I didn't. I didn't realize yeah, that. I haven't made it a secret. So, <laughs> so my 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 point is like uh, maybe I'll like maybe compare it to that and just see. All right, so let's get into it because we need to wrap up. Okay, we don't need to spend a whole the lot of time. Of God, the what I think of when I think of this song for some reason I I compare it to like country. Like it sounds country to me. It, um, it is it is definitely performed it, in kind of a country esque yeah, style. Yeah, I I actually don't have that much of a problem with this song. I don't think it's the strongest, but um, I do like that it talks about how God has been faithful, and it's um it does kind of a different thing from a lot of the songs that we've done because it like it starts with like it's kind of like from the perspective of like one person. All my life, you've been faithful. I love All your voice. My life. You know, yeah. yeah. So, in that way, I guess you could say that's a strike against it. Um, but I think that they kind of make it work with this song. Um, but yeah, there. I think there's stronger songs out there. Yeah, this one's pretty popular right now. I've heard it done in um, some really neat ways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you all think? When when, when you look I'm mixed, when you look at the very first words of the ver- of the verses. The very first lines of, yeah. of the first two verses. I verse, love you, Lord. Verse one is, I love you, Lord. Okay, yeah. that's your opening statement of the entire song. I love you, Lord. Now, as true as that is, sure. mm. 
it it just it it feels weak. And then and then the, 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 the opening line of of verse two. I love, I love your, your voice. voice. Okay, so you're listening yeah. for God's voice. Okay, I I, I get that. Yeah. But but when I, when you when you compare it to um, how great is our God, and and the opening lines there. I mean, Sp- the splendor of the King. The splendor of the King yeah. versus I love you, Lord. I got gotcha. you. I, I mean, it just the, the the lyrics here. It just it feels. It's kind of like um. It's kind of like. Colin would be familiar with this, but like okay. the rule of like movie writing of like show don't tell. Yes. It's kind of got a little bit of okay. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, th- that, I think that puts into show words me, quite well. Describe like why you, you don't need to you say, love I love you, Lord. You say that through all the other things in which you're already yeah. saying that, 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 that is an assumption that easily comes out of the other things you're saying. You don't need to say that phrase. I will say this though, playing devil's advocate once again to my own <laughs> thoughts is yeah. Uh, if if you are trying to be down to earth and like approachable in the, your lyrics for somebody yeah. who may be like a new Christian, um, starting simply with like a basic idea isn't inherently wrong. I don't think. Yeah. Like if you said, uh, "I love the Lord," and He heard my voice and answered my cries. Well, that's for mercy. A, that's a psalm, right? Written so, by Shane and Shane. Right, but, <laughs> right, right. Um, so, it is based on a song. But, it, but it, you know, that's a, mm. that's a phrase where he says, I love the Lord. Uh, he starts basic and gets a little more uh, complex. Yeah. And so if you, if you are a person listening to a song and you feel that maybe in the, in the case of uh, a lot of songs you've heard, they're a little over your head. Yeah. This one might be good. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it just depends. But I think, Bob, your point is well made in that um, I love you, Lord. I love your voice. Um, I think that this song is throwing a lot of, like, basic phrases at God. It's kind of doing the thing that a lot of Bethel songs do where it's not all it doesn't all connect. And so you would yeah. say that, it's not as bad as King of My Heart. I don't think. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't say it's as bad as that one. Yeah, King of My Heart's just like a bunch of let the this of my this. Don't doesn't Bethel do Raise a Hallelujah as well? Am I thinking yeah. of that right? Okay. They've done Raise a Hallelujah and then the, there was another one we did King this of my episode. Heart. King oh. of My Heart and then um oh shoot. Oh, really? In this episode was it um No, that would have been last episode, I think. It's King of My oh, Heart. Well. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah. Um I'm just saying um for me, it's not na- nearly as bad, but one of the things that I get into when I start really kind of dissecting the lyrics, it's like, you are so good. You are so g- good. I think that of the two songs I've heard that kind of throw lyrics like that out, I like Reckless Love better, who says, okay. you are so good to me. You yeah. are, uh, you have you been are so, so good to me. I think yeah. that 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 is almost him dumbing down his words Mm-hmm. on purpose to make the entire yeah. song simplistic so mm-hmm. it all makes sense this song is throwing out both simplistic and complicated phrases some of which aren't like i mean they're scripturally based but some of them are just like you know you let me through the fire yeah <laughs> and right. you're just like okay what do you mean <laughs> like, you could be you could be talking about uh, the three guys in the fire yeah in in daniel um or it could be talking about like Going in the through, darkest going night, through a refiner's fire. In the That's darkest night, you are close like no other. It's like okay, yeah. I, so I understand they're using like imagery and stuff uh, to yeah. some extent, but this is kind of Bethel's mo. You know, they throw out a lot of phrases and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say this one isn't 
like that bad. I would I would say that my other pet peeve with it, which I've told Zach, is that sort of derivative of um, Break Every Chain in the way that the music is. No, or, not Break um, Every Chain. Uh, what is it called? No Longer Slaves. No Longer Slaves. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Not Break Every Chain. Break it Every Chain. It does very, very better. similar um, cadence and Versus, chord structure. I am yeah. a child of God versus the goodness of God, which is yeah. actually in the same key and like sort of the same melody. And so I think that they just do a lot of the same thing they've mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go as harsh on this because it does have at least some more complex yeah. stuff. Um, yes. But it, it also does. has a lot of reiterated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, I really the, like the, the um, repetition isn't as strong in this mm-hmm. one as it is in a lot of others. Which, like you are good. Oh, oh. Yeah. That one's very repetitive. I think that the chorus on this song is probably my favorite part because it kind of like it goes down to what is that? The four or whatever when it goes yeah. to like C. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think that that sounds pretty cool. Um, and I like that the chorus does at least have that one consistent idea like of God, you've been faithful to me my whole entire life. With mm-hmm. every breath that I have, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. Yeah, and, and that I respect. Yes, yeah, very much I so. I think that the that the chorus is pretty strong and ties it all together. But there are times where I feel that the lyrics and the verses and especially the bridge could have been stronger and could have like gone a bit deeper and talked about like, okay, why is um why are we singing about the goodness yes. of God? You know, there's one phrase that like I I guess it's like a second it's like a first bridge or second bridge is the part where he says like because your goodness is running or whatever running after running there's a after part me. in there where it's where yeah. she sings with my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give mm-hmm. you everything mm-hmm. um, I like that yeah um, I like, that, I like that aspect of the, the the song and then I like all all my uh, and all my life you have been faithful uh, so I guess what I'm saying is to me this song had more potential to yeah. be a uh, sort of a like surrender all to God and like bask, bask in him sort of song. Yeah. Uh, instead of a descriptive one, she, she's very much, well, the singer I know is a girl, but the, uh, the, the singer is very much singing as if, again, it's a very generalized description mm-hmm. of God. Whereas this one doesn't really do the same things that some of the better ones do. They're not very focused. It kind of reminds me of a less good Lord. I need you. I think. Yeah, yeah, interesting. You're it's interesting. It's talking about right. our need for God and our reason why we're like singing about Him. And the other thing I noticed that I think is funny is Bethel likes to sing about singing. We sing out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will sing of your greatness, God. Yeah, my weapon is a melody. <laughs> oh yeah, my weapon is. That's true. Um, so what do you guys give this? We'll call. We'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. What do you I think give this here? one a six. I was thinking right around the same thing, a six. Five, which is the best I've given any Bethel song on this list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So that, that ends that one at a at a um, 17. Six, six, and five. So I think it should make B or C tier. Yep, I believe that, that is B. Okay. Okay. All, All right, right, Bethel. I'm not I'm not a total B is for Bethel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to trash him, but okay, put it right there by good. We good finished. All right, Bob. So, where does the list stand at the end of everything? Well, with tonight's additions, um, we added um, How Great Is Our God and In Christ Alone to the S tier. Yeah, so let's just read the final list, like just oh, go gotcha. from top let's to bottom, straight through, straight yeah. down. So, S tier is looking at This is Amazing Grace, 10,000 Reasons, 
Solid. Lord, I need you. How great is our God. And in Christ alone that with sounds, an asterisk. Sounds like my next worship set. <laughs> that is an amazing set. I would play that every yes. Sunday. Yes. So, and then, and the A tier, we've got build my life. What a beautiful name, living hope. And Oh, come to the altar. I, Good stuff. I think this is very accurate. Yeah. yeah. In the B tier, we've got Reckless Love, The Lion and the Lamb, Good, Good Father, and Goodness of God. These are like the ones that you play, but you add a few S tiers or A tiers in to make it a very that's, solid That's set. the one you're introducing for the first time. You're not sure if it'll make it the <laughs> next week. <laughs> and in the C tier, we've got Who You Say I Am, Waymaker, Great Are You, Lord, King of My Heart, and Great Things. We did space these out. There isn't like a, an abundance in one category. These are the ones that I would say like you play them sometimes, but they might annoy like some of your congregation. Yeah. Sure. All right. And then finally, finally, we've got uh, in the D tier, raise a hallelujah. That was just barely a D after finding out the final scores. You two decided to change. <laughs> Admittedly, your we were hey. kind of mean to this one, but you know, <laughs> we wanted one in D. Okay. And it, you know, when you can sing it about like some other guy and not Jesus, like, you know, yeah, when 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 uh, you're raising a hallelujah to question marks, not really sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. So uh, that'll do it. And we're probably way over an hour, probably way over an hour and twenty. But I want to say to you all that we really appreciate you sticking with us. The Heck reason yeah. these last two took so long is because the songs that were in them are songs we knew and we could say, speak to a lot, versus mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones that were f- fairly new to us. Um, mm-hmm. So w- what what ends up happening is. We get a new song. We listen to it once. We only know a little bit songs we've been worshiping to for years. We just have so much we yeah. could say about them. Yes. As, as, as you could tell by our conversations. So uh, we appreciate you sticking with us, but we had a lot of fun. Do you feel like it was a fun thing? It was great. If Absolutely. You, yeah. If you guys really I had no like, idea this was going to be three episodes. Oh, me either. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, if you guys like this kind of stuff, this is like the, this is the closest you'll ever hear us get to like hot taking on anything <laughs> like, which is typically like 99% least, of YouTube. At least our hot takes are kind of in our area where we're like somewhat. <laughs> yeah. We actually have some experience with, so, so have some you, reasoning to it for it, for it. If you guys like this idea of the tier thing, we could maybe even possibly do like movies. We could do uh, music, uh, uh, not music, but um, uh, 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 maybe do music videos. Smash potentially Brothers or characters. <laughs> Smash Brothers characters. Carmen songs. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So, oh um, my goodness. Veggie Tales episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we could look at the top 10 most famous Christian paintings and to critique them. <laughs> e- either way, let, let, let us know if you want something more like this. Let us know. But yeah, and we uh, thank you for listening and uh, we love you. Please check us out on all the places you get your uh, podcast. Check us out on Patreon and we will talk to you next time. Peace.